welcome welcome we are back to the weights and wine podcast my name is Nenaveda and i am your host y'all already know i'm excited for this week because i'm excited for every week that i can record and share all my wisdom of health fitness fun balance because balance is key and we love a fit and healthy bitch who also enjoys their life because life's too short to not have a cocktail or not have some fried mozzarella sticks and some french fries but on that note speaking of health i also just realized we haven't really done any fun things in a while i feel like my last few episodes were very like not 101s but they were kind of straightforward more informative ones and i want to do some more balanced ones soon on how to really balance things out because Balance is the name of the game in case you haven't realized by now, and you cannot be quote unquote fit and healthy without also having some fun. So whatever that looks like to you, whether it's <laughs> not me forgetting what fun is, <laughs> whether your definition of fun and maybe part of your balance is to get a venti 500 calorie pumpkin spice latte in the middle, I'm sorry, not the middle, at the end of August, because that's what your heart wants, then go at it. If your idea of balance is to work out and then eat a slice of pizza because it's Saturday and that's when you eat maybe higher calorie meals, then go for it. If your idea of balance is to just, um, what else? Why am I literally blinking? I hate doing this. If your idea of balance is to work out and eat super clean and right near macros for one day, and then the next day maybe have a lazy day and maybe you order in Chinese food because balance, that's on you and that's all there is to it. You choose your own balance. This is your life and your gains and your health and your fitness. And yes, you can still be healthy and fit and you can also still have all the fun things in life because mic drop balance. Anyway, we are going to talk about booty gains part three. I haven't done a booty gains episode in so long. My first one was literally my first real episode. Um, when I had the trailer come out, then I had my mini story come out. And then the first, what I call official episode was about booty gains way back in August, on August 17th of last year. And then shortly after, about two months later, on November 30th of last year, 2022, I have Booty Gains Part 2. And now it's been almost a year. Or like, I'm going to say 10 months, so I don't feel that bad about it. But it's been almost 10 months since we've had a Booty Gains episode. So why not throw one in here? Just like with everything, and this comes with being more advanced in the field of lifting and doing it for a while you're always learning and you are always progressing and you are always going to perfect something and then fix other things. And it's just a constant cycle of what can I do better? How can I make this better? Because everyone does it and it can be in relation to health, fitness, literally anything in life. You can always be better and do better and you know, no one's perfect. So something with like form, for example, like you may think you have great form. You can always, always perfect it and make it perfect. Lots of people do have textbook definition form. I think I do on a lot of movements as well, but again, there's always room for improvement and always room for perfection 
or more perfection. You're always learning, bottom line. So I think when it comes to lifting specifically too, like that is a whole area in itself that you can dedicate so much time. And by that, I mean literally years and years and years to just gauge and learn upon. Like I'm always learning and brushing up on new things that are out in the health and fitness field. But it's funny because I was talking to someone the other day and this is going to be so random, but one of my friends at work was like, oh, I know you read books. And I was like, I love reading books, but I have to read nonfiction because I'm sorry, I have to read fiction because nonfiction to me, it's so biased in certain ways. And I have a friend at work who's very like into health and fitness. Like she did competitive shows and I was talking to her and I was like, I don't know about you, but I cannot read a health or fitness related book because I'll see what they're saying. And I'm like, no, that's, I don't believe that. And then you have people who form like almost like cult like followings and their readers and their supporters take to heart every little thing they say. And I'm like, no, this is actually wrong. You don't need to fast. If fasting doesn't work for you, that's fine. You don't need to cut out gluten. You can eat gluten unless you have an autoimmune disease that your own doctor told you you have. Um, that these are just things I found in like quote unquote health and fitness books. So I'm not a super fan of those, but I will say I really like Brett Contreras' books, even though his books are just like, not just workouts, they are more than that, but they are very informative on form and everything when it comes to working out and when it comes to glow, glowing, growing muscle, specifically your glutes. I also love Dr. Lane Norton's book, Fat Loss Forever, because I think that is such a key book that everyone should have even if you're not looking to lose fat, which I don't think I've ever met a single person who's not looking to lose some body fat, but teach their own. Those are two great authors and highly recommend you check out those books if you do want to read those. But back to what I was saying before, I feel like, yeah, I just, I forgot what I was saying. But anyway, we're going to dive into this episode. We are talking all about booty gains part three. It's been a hot minute and let's talk about what I've learned the past 10 months and what's also helped grow my glutes. You guys know I love eating well-balanced meals while also enjoying fun foods. Eat Better Meals does just that. They are a healthy meal delivery service that brings fresh, healthy, fully cooked meals directly to your door without skimping on any flavor. They use fresh ingredients that are then portioned out depending on your goals. Plus, they have different meal plan options for you to choose from. Visit eatbettermeals.com to take the thinking out of healthy eating. Use code NETA25 at checkout for 25% off your first order. Plus, you can use code NETA10 for every purchase afterwards to receive 10% off your orders. Applicable to residents living in Nassau County and most of Queens and Suffolk County. We're going to go through this kind of like a structured workout. So we're going to start off with the warm up. I think one of the biggest things that's helped me is to not only do a full dynamic warm up, which I have definitely talked about beforehand, but if I didn't, actually, no, I literally did. Um, we did a whole episode on working, on warming up and cooling down. Oh my God, no, we didn't. That's coming. <laughs> Okay, so basically a dynamic warm-up is when you move your body in more dynamic ways to get it prepared for the lift it's doing. So as opposed to a static warm a static move, which is when you're kind of just isolating one muscle, 
dynamic moves, you're going to get more engagement. You're going to get more muscles working. You're going to bring your heart rate up a little bit. You're just going to get a full body warm up to make your body nice and warm before you lift. So these would include things like leg swings, body weight squats, body weight bridges, anything with a band. You're really warming up that body and starting to activate that muscle. So in addition to that, one of the biggest things that's helped me, especially with my glute growth, was strengthening my hip flexors and my hip bones. I, you guys know, I had a Baker cyst that was super uncomfortable. So I went to an orthopedic, I went to PT, and my physical therapist told me that I have weak hip bones. So he told me some exercises to do. Pretty simple. You just throw a band on and get going with it. And I feel like that has helped me so much with my glute growth because not only is it also just warming up your hips and your hips are such an important bone in your body and they need to be strengthened, especially as you get older. But I feel like it's also kind of doubled as glute or leg day activation. So things that I do with hip bones is, I mean, there's so many you can do. You can do sitting on your glutes and do a 90-90 stretch, which is when you're sitting on your glutes, your heels are up in front of you on the ground, toes are up, heels are down, your legs look like a 90 degree angle because your knees are bent and you tilt your knees from one side to the next. And then that kind of just opens up your hips slowly. Another thing you can do is you sit on the ground, you know, on your glutes, legs straight out in front of you, toes flex up. And then one leg at a time, you can put like a water bottle or a weight just for guidance, but you just bring your leg up and around that object. And then that you'll slowly feel in that working legs, hip flexors as well. Um, what else? I mean, pigeon helps a lot with that. Um, yoga actually does help with hip flexors and the hip bones, but that's more of like a static cool down stretch. Or if you want to incorporate yoga practice into your workouts as well, I started doing that every morning and every night I'll do a little bit of yoga, but those moves also really do help your hip bones too. So I think strengthening everything, not just your backside, which is your glutes, but also the front, which just have your pelvic and your hip bones helps a lot with that. Next thing is going in with a targeted plan. So this might seem basic, but you'll be surprised how many people don't actually do this. You need to go in with a plan on what you're doing. Schedule your workouts ahead of time, especially your sets and reps, because there's nothing like going to the gym and not having an idea of what you're doing. Because yes, you can do that from time to time. That's totally fine. But if you're looking to grow and progress and put on muscle, you need to have a plan and you need to have a strategy. And guess what? This takes time and work. It's not going to come to you one, two, three. You're going to have to sit down and really dig a little bit. And maybe you might have to do some research if you're a little bit newer or get advice from a personal trainer, whatever you need to do. But you can't just go in blindly, especially when you're looking to make gains. It's like if you went to the gym on one day and you did a great glute workout, but you didn't write down anything you did. You didn't write down any weights. Then a few days later, you go back to do another glute workout and you do something completely different. Okay. And you just, the next week you go back another completely different workout. You're not progressing and you're not like, there's no way for you to know what you did before and how to progress on top of that movement. You have to write down what you're working out, what you're training, how many sets and reps you're doing. 
and then gradually progress from there. So that includes something like you look at your week, your week ahead, and then you say, okay, Mondays and Thursdays are going to be my glute days. I'm going to do A, B, and C on Monday, D, E, F on Tuesday. I'm sorry, on Thursday. And then the next week you do the same thing every Monday and Thursday, but now you're progressing and now you're advancing in your lifts. In only one move, it could be. So if I did, for example, 100 pounds on hip thrust on Monday, the next week on Monday, I might do 105 pounds. Or I, if I did 100 pounds for five reps, then maybe I'll try 100 pounds for six reps. And that's how you progress. This goes back to progressive overload. But you can't progressively overload if you don't have a set workout plan. And people call it a workout split. It's the same thing. You have what you're doing for the week and you are building upon that because you can't get to the top of the mountain if you don't even know what a mountain looks like. So map it out, make your blueprint, look at a picture of the mountain, and then your steps to get up that mountain are to hit these numbers. It's to get your sets and reps in. And if you don't know how to do that, I talked about it in my booty gains episode part two on the different set and rep ranges, but also you can look it up online. You can talk to a certified personal trainer. There are so many resources available to you. Just saying. (laughs) But yeah, don't go in blindly and don't expect results if you just do random workouts every week. That is the one thing that I will vouch until the day I die, that you cannot make gains in the gym if you are going and doing random ass workouts every single day or week. That's not how you progress and that's not how you get better. Anyway, so (laughs) my next piece of advice is to target all areas of the glutes. And I am so guilty for this because again, when I saw my PT for my Baker assist, he said that my glute medius was very weak. And I looked at him and I said, doctor, do you not know who I am? And I was like, you don't see me at the gym doing all my glute gains workouts and posting all my videos and all the glute days I do. And he was like laughing because he thought it was so funny. He's like, Netta, I know like you do lots of glute days, but your glute medius is significantly weaker than your glute maximus is. So Part of that was a reason I started incorporating hip flexors as well, but also glute medius, because it's such a tiny muscle, is like so hard to train. And I neglected it for a while, to be honest, because I was just so focused on hip thrusts and more hip thrusts. <laughs> so a lot of the other parts of my glutes kind of went on the side. And again, this was also, I went through a phase where I just did like random workouts. And this is why I'm telling you not to do random workouts. I did it myself five years into training. I kind of fell off of split. I kind of was just doing whatever I felt like doing that day in the gym. It didn't go so well. My body felt it. My body was like, what the fuck are you doing? Get back on a routine, get your shit together. So I did. And part of getting my shit together was to do a workout split. And I also made sure to incorporate movements that would target my upper glutes, which is like the upper side of your glute, which is your glute medius. So things like, what did I write down? Oh my God. <laughs> um, That's the next one. But all areas of your glutes. So your glutes have three main muscles. The biggest one is the glute gluteus maximus, which is you know, the gir- 
kind of like from your crack to like <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you can look a pic at a picture. It's like the biggest part of your glutes. Then you have the glute medius, which is your upper glute. So when you're looking at your glutes from behind, it's like that upper part that kind of goes in a little bit because it's such a hard muscle to strengthen. And mine looks like that too. And then you have your glute minimus, which is that teeny tiny part below that. So lots of things there. But the good thing is that most of the moves that you do for your glutes kind of overlap a little bit. But you also do have to include isolations for the glute medius and maximus, especially because those don't really get targeted as much when you do bigger lifts like squats, deadlifts, and hip thrusts. Those do target a lot of your maximus. But we want nice rounded booties. We don't want flat booties. So to do that and to get our booty gains, we need to target everything. And this just comes along with planning your workout because when you plan your workout and you include things like good mornings, RDLs, stuff like deadlifts, hip extensions, um, step ups, reverse lunges, Bulgarian split squats, you are also going to target those muscles as well. Anything with a cable like abductions, kickbacks, adductions, those are going to help those teeny tiny muscles as well. And also a lot of your banded stuff too that you do during a warm-up um donkey kicks kickbacks fire hydrants banded clamshells walks banded leg raises all of these will target them in some way or another but it's just making sure you actually take time to do them i didn't take time to do them for months and it showed when i was told that i have weak a weak glute media so that's something that i have been incorporating into my workout splits is those moves to help me target those, which again, Bulgarian split squats, reverse lunges, those are two awesome ones to help target that area. And it's relatively easy to do. Speaking of that, we're going to go into now the workout is focusing, next tip, focusing on form and technique. And this we've talked about before, but here's a plot twist to it. While you focus on your form and technique, you're not using power or other muscle parts. So you have your workout split already. You know what you're doing. Now it's time to work out. And I have seen so many people do this where they are just repping, 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 repping out these reps just to get it done. And I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like they are, for example, on a step up, they're stepping up, stepping down, stepping up, stepping down, super, super quick. And that's not going to be beneficial for you, especially if you're looking to make gains. When you do it super quick like that, A, you're just bringing your, I mean, you're going to bring your heart up anyway, but like it's more of a cardio workout at that point because A, if the weight is that light that you can just go up and down, up and down, up and down so easily, you probably need a heavier weight where you can't do that so easily. And B, you cannot feel that muscle if you're going that fast. There's just no way. So let's backtrack. While focusing, focusing, oh my God, while focusing on form and technique, you're not using power or other muscle groups. Let's think about a step up. You have your bench, right? You have your one weight in your hand and you have some type of support around you because I can't do these without support because I feel like I'm going to fall. So if you need support, always take the support. But anyway, you step onto the bench and then you step down. The leg you step up with is your working leg. 
That's the leg that you use to guide you. That's the foot that when you press down, you feel your three points, your big toe, your pinky toe, and your heel dig into the bench and you lift off with that foot. You're not using your back foot to help jump start you and help you lift off. That's not how you feel the move and that's not how you get an effective workout out of it. You're digging through with the leg that's on top, pushing your heel down and then using that to step yourself up and then gradually slow and steady come down. The smaller, not smaller, the slower you do this move, it's going to be so much more beneficial for you. A lot of times, and I've seen people at the gym do it. I've seen my own clients do it. I've seen people at Orange Theory do this because Orange Theory also includes step ups. They rush so quickly and they use the back foot to jump off almost. And that's not helping any of your booty gains. That's you're just walking upstairs at that point. You have to press off with the foot on top. And that's going to make such a difference in your booty gains game. Um, and then another thing too, with anything really with a cable machine, like glute kickbacks, glute medius kickbacks, cable kickbacks, however you want to phrase them. I see so many people just repping it out so much. And it's like, again, it's not going to help you. Yes. On a cable machine, when you're targeting your glute medius or maximus, you're probably going to use lighter weights because it's such a small muscle group. But at the same time, you are focusing on that one muscle. And that's where you're using to really drive that weight home. You're not using the weight of your ankle to work your glute medius. Just because the strap is around your ankle when you're at a cable machine doesn't mean that that's what you're using as your momentum. You need to focus on that glute maximus contracting and then expanding while you bring the weight out through your foot. So that kind of ties in with the next tip, which is mind to muscle connection, which I feel like we've talked about before, but I do think it's important to reiterate because you need mind to muscle connection. You just, you have to do it. I was recently working with a client and she just did not feel any part of her legs and barely any movement. And I was like, okay, I want you to just think about it now. I want you to think, okay, we're doing a squat. I want you to think about your quads working. And instantly she was able to feel it. And like, I'm not saying I'm a magician, but <laughs> it was like magic. Like it was crazy. I was like, wait, really? It's like, you feel it now? You need to think about the muscle you're working. It's an honestly in any movement you need to, but especially when you're looking to get some booty gains and we always want booty gains because we love a nice juicy booty. You need to think about the muscle you're working. When you're doing your hip thrusts, you're not thinking about just bringing the weight up and down. You want to think about pushing through your heels, engaging your glutes, squeezing them and pushing the glutes up to the sky, holding it and then coming back down. That's how you want to think about hip thrust. When you do a good morning, you want to think about your hips coming back and hinging and your hamstrings getting a nice stretch because they're in a lengthened position and then contracting your glutes and coming all the way back to neutral. When you're doing a lat pull down, you want to think about squeezing your shoulder blades back to engage your lat muscles and then slowly bring that weight up so you get a nice stretch on your lats when you bring the bar up over your head. So mind to muscle connection, 
in every single movement, but especially with your glutes and especially when you're working your medius and maximus because a lot of the time those are the hardest ones to really feel engaged since they are smaller muscles, but they're still there and they still need to be worked and they still need to grow. So just don't forget about them. And I just noticed the time. So we're going to quickly wrap things up over here. And one of the last pieces of advice I have, and don't worry, there will definitely be a part four, five, six, definitely more. <laughs> I could talk about booty gains all day long in case you didn't realize by now, but without further ado, last piece of advice I have for this episode is to, it's going to sound contradictory, but switch up the movements, but keep them the same. So again, when you focus on your form and you have your workout split down packed and you know how many sets and reps you're doing, you have your workout lined, make sure you're doing the same movements, but switching them up. So for example, you need to include unilateral movements to work on your balance, your core, your single side strength, all that good stuff. We need to target single side every workout we do. To do that, you can include something like a reverse lunge, Bulgarian split squats, step ups, etc. But on one day, let's say you have two glute focused days. Day one, you incorporate the reverse lunges. Day two, you incorporate the Bulgarian split squats. So that way you're still working a unilateral movement, but you're not overkilling it either. So you're not going to do five unilateral movements in one workout because that's just unnecessary. You still have them. And then with that, just like with everything, you're going to progress each week over for that movement. So it's week one, you did 20 pounds of a reverse lunge on each side on glute day A. Again, week one, glute day B, you did 20 pounds of Bulgarian split squats. Great. Let's say for eight to 10 reps. The next week, you can either aim to do 10, the full 10, if that's, if you got it, then aim to do 11 or 12 reps, or you can increase your weight to maybe 25 pounds for the reverse lunge. And then the same for the Bulgarian split squats. You always want to also give yourself a rep range because you don't want to be tied down to a number. So a range is always good. Even with macro tracking, your calories, your carbs, your fats, your proteins, all of those should have somewhat of a range. So switch up the movements, but keep them the same, which is basically another way of saying incorporate everything that we've talked about since the beginning of this podcast, your compounds, your isolations, your unilaterals, work them into your workout somehow without overkilling it. And then each week progress on them because you need a structured workout split to really make and see gains. And on that note, we're going to go into my favorites of the week. I have been a cardio queen lately. I started off with my hashtag daily steps where I would walk on the treadmill on an incline at my gym and then read a book because I can't just walk or watch something like I get bored. So I did that. And then now I've just been loving running outside and walking outside because the weather is getting cooler. So I'm not like as hot or sweaty and I hate sweating and I hate summer. Like I hate being hot. So I love being outside now that it's more fall and I've been loving running and walking. So if you're someone who also is looking to do some fat loss or just get some extra movement in, walking is so huge and I feel like so underrated because it's just the best. Like honestly, walking after a long day of work or walking first thing in the morning just sets the tone and just you get such a clear vibe, like in a clear head. And 
I'm all for it. I love it. And what else is my favorite? Oh, I've also gotten into running. So I, I don't know. I just love running. I've, I did track in high school and it's just coming back to me. And I like a light jog, which is ironic because back in high school, I was a sprinter. So I only sprinted and then walked basically everything else. But now I just like going at a steady pace. So I've been into that. Give that a try. If you don't love running, then don't do it. But definitely try and go for a walk. And my second favorite is nutrition or something to do with food. I have found this Japanese barbecue sauce. I think it's called Bacans. I don't want to mispronounce it, but it's spelled B-A-C-H-A-N-S. And it looks like it's in, it's like in a plastic bottle with a red cap and there's a little octopus on it. And it is some of the best like condiment I have ever tried. And it's macro wise, it's not that bad. It's only, I think it's 10 calories. I don't know, but it is so good. I have literally put on almost everything I've eaten this week. I put it on tuna to make like a spicy tuna dip. I put it on little mini beef sliders on chicken on eggs like I put that shit on everything it is so freaking good um but highly recommend if you want like a little bit of a macro friendly sauce or a condiment I think that is delicious it would also make a really bomb marinade too but anyway on that note that's all I have for you today I hope you get out to the gym and get some booty gains and if you want some more information or just want to see my workouts or anything, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Netta, N-E-D-A underscore Veda, V-A-E-D-A. And you can also give this podcast a like, subscribe, download, follow, all that good stuff and a five-star rating. I will see you or you'll hear me next week. Have a great week.